0: The Red Light Library finds and reviews wild and wacky short erotica available for sale. We review stories that are not suitable for all ages. If you're not of legal age to listen to content with frank discussions of sexual topics in adult language, back out now.
1: Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. I'm Gavin, your host for today, joined by the amazing Alice White.
0: Hi, everybody.
1: She's from a much more uh, interesting podcast about Disney and whatnot. And we'll, we'll we'll get to that at the plug section. But yes, Alice White of uh, Those Happy Places, I decided to, uh, you know, in a, in a horrible move of synergy, <laughs> bring <laughs> someone who is experienced talking about theme parks and the literary aspects behind them. And we're going to talk about a 200-page erotica That takes place in Walt Disney World.
0: (laughs) 200 pages. I couldn't believe that it was 200 whole pages. It's like, how much erotic can can you fit into 200 pages? Turns out a lot.
1: This really feels like it was originally for sale as, like, how many adventures are there? Like, 10?
0: Something like that. I forgot to count. It feels like
1: there were 10 different smaller 99 cent eroticas available. And then Blue Carson went back and just packaged them. Because that's a very common thing to happen. But I can't find the others for sale. If I could have, we would have just, like, picked one. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: instead you decided to throw 200 pages at me, and and you know
1: I read all of them. You are in the most deep end of guest. I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready. Okay, so for those who have not heard, we are talking about Dark Rides by Blue Carson. Dark Rides is a... It doesn't It doesn't really have an overarching plot. It's more of a series of things that happened. It's, it's more of a YA book in that way. Uh, <laughs> it's just a series of things that happened to the main character, who is a fictionalized version of Blue Carson, the author. Blue, in the story, lives in Orlando, Florida, and has, I think, season passes or year passes to Disney World and goes there a lot. Uh, she is <laughs> a self-described cougar. Uh, who likes to <laughs> she has embraced the cougar lifestyle and basically trolls the park looking for people to fuck the shit out of. Uh there there is a little bit of canon to it which I really appreciate. Uh the first story, the first adventure is about her uh descending upon this poor kid in the college program who's a <laughs> cast member and he has no idea what's coming, uh and then he's coming. Uh, <laughs> but then the next story isn't about jake but later jake comes back and we start acting there's a little bit of time jump happening here it's really fun uh each story, this the one i'll be completely honest the thing that really grabbed me here was the fact that each section of the book each adventure starts with a cocktail recipe that uh supposedly blue has either stolen from disney or was inspired by disney world there's one bit where she talks about the old cocktails back in the day
0: Oh my gosh! You know what? Speaking about back in the day, this is the the thing that that really just got me the most. Every it felt like she took every single opportunity to talk about how good Disney used to be back in the day. Oh my gosh! I was getting I was like, all right, hurry it up already. She'd spend page on page on page on page talking about how she missed certain rides and attractions, but at the same time really a surprising detail on eat on individual attractions and individual pieces of the park uh, and their histories and little nooks and crannies you could crawl into. And, and I've only been to Disney world once I'm a California based. So I'm, I'm at Disneyland all the time. Um, But from the description she was giving, I was very convinced that she, uh, she herself, that blue must be, in real life, uh, Orlando native and and an actual annual pass holder for Disney, for Walt Disney World because the, she knew things about that park that that no casual fan would just know. There's no way
1: we're not just dropping ride names and like stuff you can find Wikipedia on Wikipedia. It's the little details. There's this wonderful scene at the end of adventure like 4 i think where the the thing the big glitzy glamoury erotica thing to catch your to catch your eye is it's jake's birthday <laughs> they stage the best possible version of the great movie right <laughs> at mgm but then there's this really almost touching scene right after where we pick up a plot thread where earlier she mentioned sh- there's these street crossing like stoplights in the MGM like away yeah. that no one pays attention to but she pays attention to them because the whole point is to be invested in the magic so she blows a dude <laughs> to the theme of Indiana Jones and then that's <laughs> over and they're walking back to the uh her resort or whatever they're leaving the park and she makes the dude stop with her and they stop and wait for the light to change, and he just makes a comment about like that's a very her thing to do. If there were some sort of like plot or like character growth to Blue, that would be a really nice moment.
0: It, it was a nice moment. I I I I definitely bumped on that also. It was a cute little thing where, and and she does talk a lot about how it's a nostalgic place for her and how it brings back really good memories. And it seems like the author really truly has a, a deep love for, for Disney World. She just was so elitist about it. And, oh, she was talking, uh, talking crap on tourists. She was you know, any new ish attraction. She was like, well, I preferred when it used to be blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and and it was in, um, you know, what? at some point in my notes, I stopped writing down the number of, of story. It was (laughs) like, I I just (laughs) kept, I I just started scribbling, but at some point down here on my notes, um, I, I wrote, she's, she's a know-it-all and she's a purist. So I bet cast members in real life hate her.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: she's so, she's a know-it-all. So she's like, well, actually, in this part of the park, it used to be this. And she's like yeah, schooling yeah. the cast member, Jake, on like things that he should know by working there. But also at the same time is like, this just isn't isn't as good as it used to be. And I remember, oh, you're drinking uh, oh, what is that you're drinking? Well, it must be an original concoction because it doesn't have a glow they, they cube do, they in have it. It, on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and, there's that
1: one scene where she's at the, what's the Brown Derby Diner or uh, at MGM where she starts talking smack about Mickey's sorcerer's hat. Oh my gosh, she hates like, oh, that hat. It blocks the view of the Chinese theater. Mm. So then like, when she
0: starts talking to the guy at the bar, I just my my note here just says, "Oh god, it's a man version of herself." <laughs> it's cuz he was just a snobby and just as gross about it like and 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 speaking of gross, he got he was way too drunk for that sex that they had um, Oh, the
1: performer one
0: on the balcony on the
1: balcony. Yeah, he, no, he
0: he was so drunk. He was like falling over and like talking to himself and like 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 oh. And then suddenly he's able
1: to perform perfectly right when the plot needs him to. Sure, of course.
0: There- and every sex that Blue has is the best sex in her entire life. She's just That's constantly one, yeah. blown away by how good sex is with everyone. Or blowing away. Or blowing away. She does <laughs> do a lot of blowjobs. She is yeah, she loves
1: blowjobs.
0: So the coverage of
1: this actually ties perfectly into the cover of the story itself, which is a blue or a cartoon version of blue eating a Mickey ice cream thing. <laughs> uh, so long aerial red hair, like uh really dark eyeshadow, uh, an anarchist Mickey hat, I guess, because there's an A it on is, it.
0: Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, an anarchist symbol. Big and tits popping out of her dress.
1: The, the tits. Like, okay, this is. Last episode, uh, we talked about, uh, or I was talking about a story involving two guys who played Dungeons and Dragons, then fucking um, after they realized they had a crush on each other. Oh. The best compliment I could get that story was, I don't know how big their dicks are, because the author wasn't like, and then he pulled out his cock, and it was six and three-eighths <laughs> inches, and it was so, it was girthy as a coat can. <laughs> In this one, she's immediately like, my tits are huge. They're so fucking huge. And of course, they don't sag. They're perky. Like... Oh, she had so
0: much to say about her Every single story she mentioned, her huge tits.
1: It's very masturbatory.
0: Ugh. It was, yeah. It was a lot.
1: It's like a stylized version of the author that they want to be in the story. Because I also, like... I don't know how you feel about this, but from my perspective, like, this is high quality from a structural level writing, and there are some moments of, like, flexing creative muscle, like the crosswalk thing we've talked about, where you can see, like, there's something there, and then we get to just, like, and I put my huge tits on his dick, and then... And then, and then, and then, and then. (laughs) Everything, like you said, everything's, it's always the best sex ever. It's always the perfect thing that needed to happen at that moment. There's never, like, awkward sex. Actually, I I think a fun one to talk about from here would be that Dom-Sub relationship she has at Sarasota Springs in the hotel room.
0: Yeah, so she, like, she switches between Dom and Sub pretty, uh, pretty fluidly which is mm-hmm. interesting but yeah she's like when she when she calls him and says you have to wait outside in your car for one hour and then it like turns it, and then when you get in take your clothes off and then crawl on your knees to my feet and put on you know, the, and
1: put on this collar
0: and then smacks the ever-loving shit out of him she I just love that. spanks him until he until his ass is like purple
1: Was was. Did I zone out or did it like not really give an indication there was going to be a strong dom sub play thing until she's like, and then I get the chain out while she's prepping the room? Because for me, it just seemed like he was being a needy little shit and she was like making him wait because he's being a needy little shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't until she was like, she's she said something like, well, I know him really well. And oh, he was the tech geek, right? Yeah. Was he the techie? um Because she, I know him He's really well. He's the reason well, and she I...
1: didn't fuck Jake on his birthday. Yeah, uh, which her was birthday. so
0: funny funny it was so funny because i am writing my notes down and on when i wrote i wrote first story and i said there's a missed connection here for some reason for no reason at all in the middle of the first story she mentions like oh well and then i wanted to see him on my birthday but then i didn't get to see him on my birthday plans change plans change and then yeah the fourth story rolls around this is i wrote uh a flashback between scenes in the first story. That's why her birthday trip was canceled. Poor Jake. (laughs) That's the note I wrote here. So she's got this guy and she yeah, it wasn't until she was like setting up the room and she was like, I brought a whole box of toys and I laid them out on the tray. And, and the level of detail there was she was like, I lay them on, on the tray that was clearly meant for food. And it was on the, um, it was on the ottoman that was next to the TV across from the bed and then she said something about the like pillows in the pillows were, have
1: cartoon Disney, 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 Disney cartoon horses. horses oh
0: yeah I have a note I have a note on this that one that killed
1: me that we never found out which ones they were
0: well she didn't know that was the thing I took this note page 61 highlighted yeah. on, on my Kindle copy uh, each pillow resting on the couch had the portrait of a horse from a Disney animated film I didn't even know what films they were from
1: maybe you
0: know I want to know for a, for a know-it-all I feel like she should have been able to tell but you know maybe she has not
1: stayed at Sarasota Springs and was using Google images
0: <laughs> well that would that would surprise me because of the level of detail she was even talking about like the how the parking lot was laid out I mean I mm-hmm. mean she goes into excruciating detail in some of these um, in, in some of these uh, uh stories um I've, um, so like I said, I've only been to to Disney world once, but when she goes back, when she goes to, um, uh, in the, uh, second story, when she's at uh, Typhoon Lagoon and she's talking about being on the, um, being on the uh, Lazy River that goes all the way around the park. And she was like, oh, my favorite part of the Lazy River is a part where it turns along the back edge of the park and it goes under this waterfall and then into a cave. And then it turns, it makes two turns and then you're out of the cave and you're underneath this ride. And I just remember that, like, I, just, I was like, I was just there. I you, just, you,
1: you got it.
0: I was, I was. I was there in the middle of May, and I rode that lazy river, and I remember thinking, ooh, this cave thing is really neat. And then reading this description, I was like, yeah, she nailed it. That's exactly what it looks like. And that's exactly how I remember it looking like. And now it's tainted forever. <laughs> Thanks, Blue.
1: <laughs> See, that's uh, that. That's actually one of the ones where... Because I've been to Disney World twice, once in like... 01 and i think in like oh four or something like that so it's been a minute uh but hearing her talk about the the parts of the park that haven't changed that much so i can still like my memory still kind of catches up to reality on it uh <laughs> that fucking ellen ride
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> the fact that that still exists at disney world blows my mind cuz you I, like you see Star Wars staple on everything you see like you see all the new IPs we're switching we get rid of um I do re- I I never got to see Figment in real life but neither. I hate that Figment's not a thing and I really I like that's the one thing I related with was her being like fucking Figment's gone
0: <laughs> See I and I didn't know anything about Figment I and well like I I know what he looks like he's adorable um yeah. but like I didn't realize that and I had seen like pictures, pictures of him and stuff, and I didn't realize like he was from from an attraction or there was an attraction for him. So like mm-hmm. this is all stuff that I don't as a as a newcomer to Disney World don't miss. But I yeah. do have I do have similar thoughts about when I go to Disneyland, things that have changed, and and I found myself talking with whoever I'm with like oh well this used to be something or other and. And now it's like this. And, oh, when I was a kid, we used to ride on this ride. And, and, and it's and it's more nostalgia than, like, I try really hard not to go into, like, gatekeeping. Like, yeah. um, well, you're no, not, you're a, not real a real fan or, fan or you've not really experienced you've Disney. You've not really until. experienced
1: the Haunted Mansion until you've been through the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> it's really... It's really peak Haunted Mansion.
0: <laughs> right? Like, that, that's some elitist bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and because Disney's supposed to be fun, and she takes it so seriously. But then, you know, finds her fun. She's uh, the kid
1: who is, doesn't go to laser tag once or twice a year. She's the kid who goes to laser tag every day.
0: She, yeah, she's there every day after school, and she's like... Like oh yeah, I bring in my own equipment, <laughs> or like like pay, yeah, the kid who brings his own gun to paintball. My vest is better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, I know every inch of this place, and if you don't come as often as me, then you're not a true like elite. Laser
1: tiger. <laughs> I've done every escape room in the city four times. They won't let me back in without a disguise.
0: Uh, yeah. So yeah. Blue is a kid now, but obviously no, she is 41 years old. She turned 41 yes. in that, in, and in her birthday. And she
1: has a source of income <laughs>
0: with a mysterious source of income where even though she lives in Orlando, she stays in the hotels like all the time. She even says to, um, to that, uh, that, that, that other know-it-all guy, That that she does it like every few weeks or so she finds an excuse to stay the night or she can you do that? I have no idea because those those resorts are so expensive.
1: When she starts fucking the millionaire or the billionaire or whatever billionaire il- il- he is, the dude bought
0: out the entire like Japanese yeah. restaurant just for her. Yeah, that
1: guy. Wow. Um, yeah she she fucks a guy who rents out an entire Epcot restaurant just so that they can have the window seat whenever the fireworks go Ridiculous. off. Um, he also gets the he gets the presidential suite at Animal Kingdom in one of the, the resort at Animal Kingdom and there's a scene of just her walking around looking at shit in the room. And I think that's the last thing I listened to because I spoiler alert. I didn't actually fit. I got four hours through the five hour audiobook, and it's not entirely because I got lazy. Some of it was I started zoning out during the stories cause like she's walking around this room and I'm like, I get it. You looked up photos online or you've been there yourself. Like, and the bed looked like, the frame was made out of trunks of trees, and there was a coffee table in the middle of the room that was like a big disk of a giant fell, fallen tree, and you're just like, cool. Ugh, We're here for the fucking, somewhat. Speaking of, Alice, this is your first foray. I really threw you in the fucking deep in <laughs> on this one.
0: No, I love it.
1: You mentioned having experience reading fan fiction which seems to be this generation's like normal <laughs> like we all did this. <laughs> what how, what you said you had some feelings about going from like you know John Locke to this.
0: <laughs> uh for the record my preferred fan fiction is 100% Harry Potter. Bam. Um and Draco Apple. <laughs> and uh yeah, Drapple, absolutely. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's very good. Um,
1: it's my one fanfic deep. It's cut.
0: one fanfic deep cut to oh drapple. Very good. Um, <laughs> I, it's I can't even. I'm I'm like laughing so hard I can't. <laughs> um. So yeah, my my experience with uh, with erotica comes almost exclusively from um from Harry Potter fan fiction, um. Which features like characters I know, and it generally kind of goes skews. Uh, well, those, the ones that I read are, are skew a little more romantic and then sexual. Um, I've not had a lot of experience. Other, I mean, and then as far as like regular erotica goes, I did read Fifty Shades of Grey because I felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't criticize it without reading it. But other than that, like true actual erotica is not something I've ever really sat down to read. So this was quite the eye-opening experience. This, I guess, it's the 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 level of explicitness that it has. I mean, it was it, they it did not yeah. did not fuck around when it comes to like the fucking um, around. Fucking around. I went to like very very explicit uh descriptions of penetration and on on uh tastes and smells and I mean, it was very very vivid um which i guess the fanfic scene there there is some um but it tends to skew a little bit more towards like a like a like a dreamy romance. dreamy romantic wish fulfillment um whereas this was just full-blown porn this is porno- yeah. this is m- masturbation material this isn't a oh I wish I was her. This is I'm gonna read this to get my jollies off. <laughs> and, um, and there were certain pa- certain passages I was pretty impressed with the with the writing. Like you said, this is you know
1: like I, I would I would. There are moments.
0: There are moments where I would call this an above average uh, erotica story uh certain descriptions there there was a a couple of moments where i was like oh hey that's that's hot that's good and i like the variety it wasn't just let's fuck a bunch of like super hot dudes with big cocks yeah Yeah, and and yeah and only on rides or whatever like she's got she does a three-way with another girl she does a three-way with two dudes she
1: um the dom sub scene
0: she has the Dom sub scene. She fucks somebody outside. She, I mean, like it, it gets, it gets really, it gets, it, it's a lot of variety. There's something in there for everyone, which <laughs> I, I think was really interesting.
1: Which that I feel that really ties into like the theory that these were disparate stories that were then collected together after the fact. Yeah. Because yeah, I you can d-
0: definitely see that.
1: Ah, uh, we reviewed, fuck. What was it captain future and the corn dildo from outer space Ooh. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> uh captain future is fantastic it was, it was a, it, like a pulp sci-fi thing where it's like very self-aware and very goofy uh the writer did several things in the captain future line where it's just like this main character encountering various different things including dick-shaped life forms on mars uh but hmm. this one feels like it's it's blue dicking around disney literally and it just <laughs> being packaged like this and not having a sort of way to i easily i will say i didn't not usually when it when someone has multiple things and then a package you will see the multiple things pop up when searching on amazon dark rides it's just like it's all in this one package buy this one package for three dollars and at 200 pages i want some sort of plot like <laughs> Jake finds out about the other guys, and Jake wasn't neces. He kind of knew that she was not being, not sticking with just him. But hearing about it, like I don't need jealousy. I don't need that generic shit. Yeah, Jake like, gets really. Something.
0: Jake gets really jealous when she um at the. It's one of the one of the last stories. I don't. Did you hear the one where she was fucking the two guys at the Polynesian Resort?
1: Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> See? So, now works so there is, is is there some sort of finale to it, I guess, because I'm like two or three stories from the end.
0: No, does I does mean, she grow? Not, not no, not really. <laughs> she and Jake go out on a date to the luau at the Polynesian, and she hits on a really hot hula dancer, and he, the hula dancer, um uh, and she's like, "Ooh, meet me, meet me at the bar later." Like right in front of Jake, and Jake's like, yeah. "I'm so, I'm so super jealous." Um, and I'm then the
1: kid here, I'm gonna be jealous. I'm 21
0: years old, um, or something. And then, uh, and then the hot hula dancer brings one of his hot friends, and she fucks those two, not not Jake. She fucks those two on a hammock, yeah. which was hot. I think that yeah, was I, pretty hot. That's hammock like
1: based physics.
0: Hammock, hammock-based physics, and swinging back and forth, and you know, being being in the middle of like a spit yeah. roast situation, like that was pretty. That was pretty sweet. I was into that. And then Jake, though, ruins the whole thing because he's sitting off on the side watching and drinking and like telling them what to do. He's like, "She likes it when her clit gets slapped," and and she. What
1: is he a fucking game Facts for blue? But
0: but she's like. But he's being really, um, like, petulant about it. Like, he, she says it more than once that he's, like, like kind of mad that she's fucking these two dudes. But he doesn't, like, walk away or say anything. He just, like, kind of pouts and watches. Um, also, maybe the least sexy thing that's ever happened was the two dudes that she... Um, I think Blue just thinks that this is hysterical. The two Hawaiian dudes that she was fucking in that scene, the one guy was like gave her a name and goes, Oh, but people call me Mo for short. And then the other guy gave a name and then was like, but people call me curly because of my hair. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, Mo and man. curly. haha! <laughs> I'd fuck you guys and Larry and like made a fucking three stooges joke. And so from day one, from minute one, like, like your bef- head. before she even starts fucking them, they're, the th- they're two of the three stooges. And I was like, how dare you, Blue? Like, how 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 dare you take away this image from me of two <laughs> muscular, beautiful hula dancers and instead replacing them with two of the three stooges? I'm so yeah. that made me so it could have been so hot. And instead it was a, it was a joke. It was just a joke. It was an excuse for her to make a Three Stooges joke, and I was that that ruined the whole last story for me. That and petulant she, Jake, just pouting and
1: watching. Does she hit up haunted mansion in the final like three or four?
0: She does not go to the haunted mansion. Why? At any point, I know. There's
1: so there's so much there to no. play with because the movie ride one, uh, if we can like drill down on that for a bit. It's Jake's birthday, mm-hmm. and she brings. Holly Him and
0: Brynn. Holly,
1: yeah. So she's got two agents on this ride because she knows two cast members who are hot and sexy and I've already forgotten <laughs> what they look like because they're all kind of generic. Uh, but she's got these like two friends who are cast members and she sets it up so that it's like the last run-through of the ride of the day. And legendarily, that ride is so dead, they can guarantee there's no one else on the ride vehicle. And they put... Um, They put Jake front row center and basically sexually pleasure him while one of the cast members continues doing the spiel, even to the point where she is getting eaten out and still keeping the spiel going. And a level that, of
0: discipline that I have never ever I been able that to so display.
1: So much. <laughs> yeah, the little details about her voice fucking up and like she's she's hanging in there and like it gets real robotic. I uh, I,
0: I, I actually I highlighted a, a paragraph from that scene as one of my oh, very favorite things ever. I'd like to I'd like to read this part uh, out loud because it's it starts off great and ends hysterically. So uh, here you go. <clears throat> We took turns sucking his cock and touching all over his body. As Holly trailed the tip of her tongue around the head of Jake's stick, I nibbled on his inner thigh. When I put my mouth to his balls, I felt them tighten, so I slowly dragged my tongue up the length of his shaft towards Holly's busy tongue. Our mouths met and our tongues tangled around his cock together. None of us watched the screen, but Holly giggled when we heard Robin Williams scream, Good (laughs) morning, Vietnam! (laughs)
1: When they get to the Indiana Jones bit, he's getting a blowjob and he puts both fists up and he goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and Holly has come super hard and she's on the floor of the ride vehicle, like in a fetal position, and she just goes, Snakes. Why'd it have to, to be why snakes? Why is it always snakes? <laughs> oh
0: oh it's so gross <laughs> like when
1: when this book hits it hits it's perfect uh it was
0: so it's so ridiculous i was like oh yeah look at the yeah get get it holly and 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 blue get that double blowjob going on that's awesome and then fucking good morning vietnam pops good. in i had to highlight it i was laughing so hard and just like a couple paragraphs earlier uh, I, I highlighted an, an, another sentence that had a, a really yep. hilarious imagery where she says that Jake jumped up and I saw his dick was bulging at the seams, yeah.
1: <laughs> which I,
0: which is a very hilarious imagery for me because I'm like, uh, like, oh, look out. Like that thing's literally about to blow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love I love a little wordplay like that. We're not. um we're also not coming up with tons of different flavorful synonyms for things. It's she just picks dick and pussy and runs with it. Uh I will yep. say one roadblock, Blue Carson's voice, kinda kinda too soothing, if that makes sense. Like it's uh, easy to get tired.
0: Oh good, I'm so excited. My inspiration came from a man who stumbled off the curb in front of the Emporium because he was so distracted by watching me suck
1: on one. Since that day, I occasionally wander through the Magic Kingdom with one in my mouth and make a point to smile at any man who seemed grumpy. It always surprises me how it makes grown men blush. They get a cheap thrill, and I get an instant cure for boredom playing with it she's course. just always like yeah everything's cool and fine yeah and she says pussy where it sounds like she's making she's doing duck lips pussy like it's, it's almost like a female donald trump impersonation <laughs> saying it wow so there's always it's not just like she's saying the word pussy and it's just there in the middle of a sentence it's, it's like accented each time and i don't know why but that just kind of like i don't mind the fucking word it's whenever you it's have that. to celebrate every dick, 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 cock, dick. Like same. it doesn't, it doesn't matter that it is a vagina or the it's the word pussy. It's that if you're just calling out that you're using a synonym for genitalia, it takes away the like, Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It, if you're, yeah, I guess, I guess what I, what I want from, from my erotica, why, why the, the fan fiction thing always worked for me too, was like, is is it, it's, it's, Something that I'm reading, it's it's like naturally put into the story. Oh, there's a sex scene in the middle of my plot, kind of thing. And then this one was just like, and and, and I guess, um, and
1: we're fucking on a balcony, and, and then, t- then we ruin t- t- a guy's t- career.
0: Oh my god! And like that, um, the like, yeah, the the I, I like gestural things, like and 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 words that aren't as explicit as 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 dick or pussy like the Mm -hmm. lizards they're so they're so harsh um but uh, you know it took some getting used to but um I mean at least it's consistent um there there are some there are some sexy things in here some 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 good some good sexy scenes um one of the least sexy things in here um would be the uh in the story the typhoon lagoon story yeah
1: um
0: where uh, the guy the was it travis i think his name was keeps calling her ma'am yeah yeah that wasn't sexy Uh, that was yeah uh it's put the put it in your mouth i want to feel those lips he said as he swung his body (laughs) up again rubbing his cock across my face you forgot the ma'am suck my dick ma'am much better
1: there's one that's so unsexy (laughs) The, the the one thing that's kind of unsexy from a plot for, see another i keep i can't divorce the idea that these are all one cohesive thing but they're not mm-hmm. cuz like in in the Typhoon Lagoon story which is early on she mentions it's getting Stormy out, but she stays in the water because fuck it. Disney is this huge corporation and they have excellent weather watching capabilities. <laughs> and if there's even an indication of lightning, they will get everyone out of the water so she can just do whatever the fuck she wants until she's told to leave. Uh, that kind of establishes the very real omnipresent Big Brother Disney presence in the parks. Like Disney. <gasps> right. Like, this is a very expensive thing that you're doing that they are also maintaining and making sure no one else, no one's going to mess it up. But we're also fucking left and right. And these kids are not the I I just I need at least one of these Disney college program kids to be fucking terrified they're going to lose their job. I've read plenty of Reddit AMA where an ex Disney college program person's like, oh, yeah, we were drinking and fucking all the time. It was just at the hotels afterwards. But I need, like, one worry ward who's like, yeah, what about the cameras? Like, she just...
0: Yeah, where were all the cameras? Where were they?
1: Like, when they're doing the spiel, I was like, oh, fuck. The tape of the... of, like, the audio is gonna come up in, like, a performance review or something, and she's gonna have to explain why her voice was all weird in the last run of the great movie right that day. Like, <laughs> Right,
0: she's talking right into a microphone, like the the, I I, when okay here's a here's a personal tale well it's not my tale but when I was in high school uh like I said I I grew up near Disneyland um my I was in a, a show choir in high school and my choir every single year was invited to sing and perform at Disneyland. And so we would go and we would have our performance in the morning. And then we would change out of our performance dresses into our normal clothes. And we wear, and we had free entry to the park for the whole rest of the day, which nice. was awesome. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, a friend of mine in the choir who was a junior um, was removed from the park and banned from the park because she was giving a blowjob on the haunted mansion.
1: Oh shit!
0: They saw her on the cameras that there are in every single ride. Of course, they have cameras. Oh, she man. got she got kicked out of the park in the middle of a school trip, and one of the teachers had to leave the park to drive her home because we all came on a bus, and she had to be driven all the way home and back to the Ooh. school where she was um, where she was suspended for a couple of days um for for a uh, misconduct on a on a field trip
1: <laughs> yeah that that definitely does qualify as misconduct
0: yeah so she like so like blue sitting here getting like super fucked on all of these rides or you know oh it's oh when she's on when they're on the train oh my gosh this was was it the very it was the very last one the very 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 oh do
1: they does she save the disney railroad for last she
0: does oh and you didn't get this part but she's blowing this guy bill who's like not good looking he's like her age (laughs) he's she he's her age and he is um like like kind of balding and unattractive but like Nice, and he buys her a, he buys her a lollipop that's shaped like a dick. You know, buys, buys one of the unicorn horn like lollipops that yeah, she's yeah. sucking on like a dick. and so, and he says that he's scared of most like rides or not scared. He gets really bad motion sickness on most rides, but he really loves trains. Like he loves trains. And oh. so she's like, let's go on the on the Disneyland Railroad. It's the last like round of the night. And, um, so they hop on the train and she's like, I'm tired and lays down in his lap. And he pulls the jacket, his jacket over her head while she blows him on the train. And when he comes, he shouts, oh God, oh, I love trains. I love trains so much. (laughs) Um, which is that really, that really happens. So then they get off the train station and Bill's uh, boss is there. And uh, Bill's boss
1: Jack, so I hear you is love drinks,
0: and is like, "Ooh, wow, who's this hottie that that you got here, Bill?" And it's, it's like, a, Ep- "Epcot has extra magic hours tonight. Why don't you invite your pretty new friend to join us for a nightcap?" Like, fucking what? Extra magic hours? <laughs> like that kind of detail? Okay, fine. Uh, all right, Epcot has extra ma- magic hours. So they hop on the monorail, and then they get an empty monorail car, and of course and um she fucks jack in front of bill on the uh, empty monorail car but bill eats her out like while she's getting getting fucked and jack's all like jack's super dominant and is like you're gonna you're gonna fuck me now and you know and she's like into it um but like talks talks bill up um like oh bill was so great like cuz jack's like bill's boss talks bill yeah. up about how, how so great how is she's giving bill him a fucking
1: performance review
0: really legitimately so they, the monorail circles around epcot i cannot believe you didn't you need to get to this part you should i want to hear i think you should hear her good. her say this because the monorail circles around epcot and you get the view of spaceship earth and the giant golf ball um, and would, would I I would, you know, I was like, wow, cool. What a, what a big golf ball when I was there. Um, yeah. And so so she says, Jack loses his focus in the middle of fucking her and stares in awe. He says, wow, it's the big golf ball. I reached up and slapped him dead on across the face. It's not a fucking golf ball. It's a it's- pin... <laughs> Pentacus dodecahedron. Now hurry and fuck me harder.
1: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. She
0: literally slaps him across the face to remind him that it's not a golf ball.
1: Back off!
0: It's not. It's, f- it's a fucking. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce this word. It's underlying it's Sign of
1: the future. It's,
0: a, it's ridiculous. So we get to you know they're like. So they're like oh we're gonna go get margaritas in mexico and she's like yeah i'm kind of sticky so i'm gonna go home like literally just rode all the way to ipcot just to fuck jack which is fine so here's here's uh how it how it ends Um, um the monorail automated announcement played again please stand clear of the doors the doors closed the monorail pulled away that's it that's how it ends um and it, the very next page is the acknowledgments pages, uh, acknowledgments page, and I would just like to say that her first two acknowledgments are to dad and mom.
1: That's a that's a that's a confident acknowledgement right there.
0: So she uh, she she uh, does uh, gracefully acknowledge the uh, dodecahedron of the. Um, <laughs> uh, she write literally in the acknowledgement, I just noticed this just now. Uh, I wish I knew how to pronounce this word. And I feel like a bad, I, I I have a theme park podcast for Christ's sakes. So like I should know how to pronounce this word.
1: But I think it's. I mean, the day defunct land rocks out with call, <laughs> casually calling it that. I think that's when you can start worrying. <laughs> well, uh, before we, before I move us on to talking about the cocktails, because wow, the cocktails. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The worst scene in the book. Uh, <laughs> I got mine. But was there... Which adventure really just fell flat for you?
0: Um, I'm going to say... The... um The one where she decides to be a dom.
1: She's slapping
0: yeah. the shit out of him. And like...
1: There's not really much Disney to it. There's
0: not much Disney to it. It's really harsh. And it's like a bad example of how to do... BDSM there's like good ways to do BDSM and there's bad 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 ways to do it and and beating the shit out of him and no I mean I guess we don't really get like afterglow aftercare scenes we don't talk about safety
1: words there's No. no there's no aftercare like you said
0: there's none of that so I that that one I was and that one okay it's either between that one or the one where he where she's with this super, super drunk guy because he was On so he was so drunk. It was kind of gross.
1: Like, yeah, that 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 balcony one fucking that is for sure mine because uh, there are these wonderful they're like, we, like we've been talking about. There's these amazing scenes that play with, you know, the basic concept of she has sex at Disney World a lot. Uh The first one with Jake where they don't even have sex. It's just this heavy petting on Pirates of the Caribbean while there are people in front of them. Uh, And they play with that. um, They play with the the complexities of that where her moan is covered up by like a cannon blast or something because she's got the ride down to like she knows it. Yeah. Uh, she knows where the beats are, and she looks up at one point, and there's like a gross animatronic foot over there. Oh, her head I that highlighted that too. The mood that was so bit. vile. <laughs> that is that, like those little details are perfect. And then you get to the one with Blake or Blaine. I forget B. Uh, I think it's Blaine. It's the jaded uh, divorcee who we don't, we just hear that he's divorced. We don't know why. And she gets him wasted drunk. Oh, my God. And then suddenly he's magically able to perform sexually perfectly fine, doesn't act drunk anymore. She takes him out on the balcony of the room they're in, which is overlooking the, like, Epcot promenade, and there's a performer down below who is uh, juggling bowling ball pins and a bowling ball, and he's on top of two chairs. Like, it's a very it's a very slapsticky physical act, and the deal is there's this tit high exactly tit high
0: railing on the balcony
1: so you can't see anything from like her clavicle down so she's getting railed by this drunk dude and she starts like moaning and making a theater of it to get the attention of the performer and there's one bit where the performer looks up from when the dude moans sees just a redhead woman's head and a dude standing behind her and they're moving so obviously they're having sex and apparently that's enough for this guy who works at Disney World to lose his cool cuz then he drops everything and the bowling ball like it's just this sad like wally sad moment the bowling ball just shatters yeah. And everyone just walks away, and I'm like, this dude is fired!
0: This dude's super fired, or at least he's gonna get a talking to by his manager to, to you know... How to did
1: keep, you break the bowling ball? did break a
0: bowling ball? Those things are meant to be dropped and thrown. And it, and,
1: en- it ends really sadly, because then she's just like, I look back over the balcony, and... The performer was just standing there surrounded by shards of bowling ball. Like, what the fuck? It was
0: so sad. It's These so usually sad. end
1: with like funny punchlines or like callbacks. And you're like, ah.
0: Or I in the one jar- case, the I- really sweet moment about crossing the street. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like- and you're like, ah, I just, I probably, I, it, this assumes I just had an orgasm and need a fun little, to end things out. <laughs> and I, thanks, thanks, story. And then that one's like, hey, you just came. Now this guy's lost his job and he's sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I agree. That one's that one's the worst one.
1: Especially since we're playing with the whole idea of public and they really, like that. If you're going to play with the idea of it's in public, have like this timing game of the, the guy's not drunk and he's pulling down her top whenever the performer's looking, but people on the ground aren't. So it's starting kind of a Warner Brothers frog situation where, like, they're flashing him and doing shit only when other people can't check. So even if he were to be like, there's people up there, like, they would just be standing on the balcony doing nothing. That'd be kind of fun. The whole, like, we're having sex in public, but not really because no one else can see anything.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: And he's super drunk. So it's like there's a consent thing there. That does not feel right. No, that was and super gross. And it's also gross. wrapped up in emotional baggage because he's a divorcee and he's hasn't had sex since then.
0: And yeah, he was like drinking in the park to just to drink and like be yeah, sad. Yeah, he was
1: day drinking in which, the park. Like, by the way, I don't
0: know. She's finding all of these, um, all of these men who are like as obsessed with the Disney culture as she is, which I have mm-hmm. not found to be. Uh, in my experience so far in the disney fandom uh, it's it is very very female dominated not to mm-hmm. say there aren't men who are as into uh, like hardcore like disney culture um but uh she i don't know she's she's she can find them she can she knows how to pick them she can find them out of a uh, she can like she smell can them out them. probably apparently <laughs> Cause uh yeah, she just zeroes in on this dude who's drinking alone and just so happens he's just as into Disney as, as she is and just as uh just as weird. But like, yeah, they get he gets really drunk. I am trying to find it in the story because there's this bit where he um like uh let's see. Where he, he says He starts, like, talking to himself because he's so Mm -hmm. drunk. Um, Yeah, it's definitely Blaine, I found it. Um, Oh. Oh, he took a sip of his drink and spilled a few drops onto his shirt. I had no idea how many drinks he had had before I joined him at the lounge, but it was obvious that he had definitely found his happy place. Um, (laughs) And then... Oh, he says, Are you trying to take advantage of my being drunk? Are you trying to seduce me? And and she's like, You're cute. <laughs> oh my god.
1: I refuse to answer that question.
0: But then like then he's like, Yeah, I super need to relax. Um I'm trying to find Oh, he they hear the sound of clapping outside, and he's like, "Yay, applause!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like which he, is adorable. he, like he thinks it's for them.
1: <laughs> it's the last bit of funny drunk, and then it turns into sex drunk. Uh,
0: does he's slurring all over the place? Yeah. And, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And speaking of drunk, uh, the, like we've said, oh, the yeah, big the selling cocktails point of this book—the cocktails. Some of these cocktails are buck wild. <sighs> Some of them are extremely elaborate. Yes, and require you to spend like 50 bucks minimum if you want to buy into it without owning any of this stuff before. Right. The first, I'm not, I don't want to spoil them because they're kind of selling points. It'd be kind of a dick move to like pirate cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But on that note, the pirate cocktail in the first adventure, it has like four different alcohols in it. That'll get you fucked up like a hurricane seven but a hurricane is also designed to destroy you yeah Uh, i guess it really does harken back to like she said it harkens back to the fact that disney world opened in the 70s and in the 70s cocktails were designed to fuck your shit and but the thing is i was like there's one that's basically a mint julep but you also muddle a strawberry in it
0: that sounds sounds delicious. delicious i'm into that uh
1: i'm re- that's the only one i got to that was am- that was amazing and the last cocktail i got to was the caveman challenge which was coffee
0: and kalua <laughs> that's
1: thanks. the one i
0: i highlighted that one too
1: <laughs> thanks fucking guess what they make kalua coffee now like you don't even have to make the goddamn thing anymore coffee and kalua uh, yeah and, I, I guess highlighted because that they're one. tired the, the deal is, like, she's tired in that story. Some coffee? I don't know.
0: Well, the one from the, uh, the red-headed geisha, the one from the the, oh, Japan, yeah. the one in Japan, it's just um, Minute made Orange Smoothie Mix and sake. <laughs> and
1: sake. That's, that's it. That's it. That's the whole like, thing. The audiobook makes those comic gold when they're short because you're waiting for the next thing. So she's like, uh, blah, 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 cocktail. Minute made Orange Smoothie Mix sake it was late afternoon <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kalua and coffee i highlighted that and and the note that i wrote the note i wrote down was cocktails are getting lazy <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um and then my very next note after that is poor yasha yasha is the billionaire's um bodyguard yes um that poor poor soul <laughs> has to follow him around while he gets to fuck he has the three-way with her and holly and and yasha just has to like stand there Deal with it (laughs) yeah
1: poor dude (laughs) so uh any final any final thoughts for dark rides
0: um, I'm trying to see if, if for a final thought should uh, I'm looking through my notes again, because I have some some gnarly gnarly ones and some really good ones. Should I should I read you another sure. another line that I that I hated or, or
1: thought was funny Whatever or you one want. that if I you loved. got some fun notes? Let's just hit them.
0: Okay. Um I'll, I'll do a couple of uh, a couple of short ones. Here's one uh from page 55 where she said um, his cute young ass needed to calm the fuck down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> which was really good. That was an A+ plus, A+ plus line. Um I hm uh oh uh, 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 he knew that the classic rides turned me on, which like <laughs> <laughs> did did he? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm super into. It's a small world. Give it to me, I baby. Can o-
1: I can only come on terror extraterrestrial. <laughs> now it's the switch thing. I haven't come in years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um so a huge paragraph about uh, hating the new fireworks show. Um, yeah, which was pretty funny. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm gonna read. I'm going to read a hilarious line and then I'll finish off with, uh, with, a, a, a paragraph that I actually thought was kind of, was kind of hot. So this is from the, the luau, the, the like second to last story, I, you didn't get to this one, right? No. Um, this is the, uh, the one where she, she fucks, uh, Curly and Mo. <laughs> so at some point Jake is getting, is getting drunker and more petulant and, uh, but his idea of like starting a conversation with other men, his opening line to talking to Curly and Mo is, uh, so what do you guys bench?
1: Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dude. It's very dude line. It's very, very good. Um, also uh, to, to, to touch on the, she's bitching about the Epcot firework show, right?
0: She's bitching on the one called, uh, Oh, it's wishes over the magic kingdom. Whoa! Um, yeah. Nah
1: man, I can't let that because that involves some next level like light projection shit on on Cinderella's castle.
0: Yeah, like, I think that's... I saw wish. Yeah, I definitely saw Wishes. Um but she says here, she says she misses the old Fantasy in the Sky show. Uh which I didn't I've never seen. Wishes... Old
1: Fantasy in the Sky involves some um involved animated Quasimodo hopping oh, around the fucking castle. You like, gotta
0: geez. know uh, you totally nailed it. You got to know Hunchback is my favorite Disney movie. And when they (laughs) opened without there, I started to cry so hard. And I didn't stop crying for like almost the entire the entire show. I literally have sitting right in front of me. I pulled I've just found a picture of of me digging through some stuff at my mom's. I found a a picture of me at like age four or five years old um, at the old. They used to do a Hunchback live show. And I would demand to go see it every single time we went to Disney. And there's a picture that my mom got of me dancing with one of the gypsy girls. And I'm holding like a stream of confetti in my, oh no, I'm holding her tambourine. She gave me her tambourine to play with. I have it right here in front of me.
1: It's so cute. I'm precious. If anyone wants to see the show we're talking about, there is a wonderful. Like mini documentary from Bright Sun Films on YouTube. It's called. Uh, beyond outside the kingdom, I think, and it's a it's it's an abandoned it's an uh, urban exploration abandoned property thing about all of the like tourist traps and hotels that have gone under on the interstate outside of Walt Disney World because like they all popped up right when Disney World opened and then Disney World built hotels so then no one needed crappy bedbug hotels oh no. but it has this very beautiful sad framing device of a HD ass quality. Uh, recording that he did of that fireworks show so at the beginning and end you see like the magic kingdom and the castles all lit up and there's these beautiful songs playing and then hard cut to fucking t-shirt shops and dead hotels and anytime the word disney is in the background he starts playing um Fuck, what's the... From Pinocchio, it's uh, Wish Upon a Star. Oh no, You, you just hear so sad. the instrumentals of Wish Upon a Star anytime the word Disney is in the background. It's sad and beautiful. But if you want to see that firework show and a very sobering look at the effects that Urban Sprawl had on that area thanks to Disney World opening, Bright Sun Films has a wonderful thing about that. So... That sounds great. After all of this, would you recommend dropping four bucks on... For three bucks on dark rides,
0: I think that for two ninety nine on my Kindle, I think I definitely got two dollars and ninety nine cents worth of entertainment from this. I definitely think that it was worth for two hundred pages of erotica. Some of it hilarious, and some of it actually kind of hot. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I definitely think it was worth three dollars for sure.
1: I also back that up. It's not, it's definitely not worth the credit on audible uh, blue Carson did a stellar job, like putting the effort in there. are A few editing moments where like you can hear her shift in her seat. Cause she's been talking for a while, but she doesn't cut that out. I mean, for five hours of content, it's hard to sift through that, but it just also sounds like she's, there's not much passion in it. If that makes sense. She's just, she's like, Smiling while talking, probably, but that's about it. There's not a lot of a lot of acting or anything going on. I would just, I really wish there was just the all the individual stories for ninety nine cents, because I would much rather have paid four bucks to be able to pick and choose which ones. Like, ooh, this one has Jake coming back, and they do this, and they do the thing on Ellen's Energy Adventure. The right fucking no one wanted or asked for <laughs> uh <laughs> I still kind of remember the pre-show for that. Like I saw that as a child and I still remember the pre-show <laughs> for that. Did it stick? Well, I think there was a bit where like it's Ellen talking to the audience and there's a bit in the front where they have kids sit down in a semicircle and in the video she points like forward. So like one of the kids gets pointed at and I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, it's very how 4D of you. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> It's worth it's worth the Kindle price. I would I, I would listen to a sample on Audible before you commit to spending an entire fifteen dollar credit on this thing or spending however many dollars it costs. You can find it on Amazon, Audible, all that. Just search "Dark Rides," uh, Disney. That'll do it. The fact that this hasn't been taken down in the three years it has been up blows my fucking mind
0: yeah the, it definitely I, it, steps on the a word lot of disney iffy is
1: right, right there. there
0: definitely steps on a lot of really iffy copyright issues throughout too so i'm uh i mean good for blue
1: <laughs> you never fucked with a mouse but she fucked with the mouse and it's still here she which... fucked
0: with the mouse she fucked on the mouse she fucked around the mouse
1: <laughs> i will say that one thing we didn't touch on There's a bit where Mickey is in uh, one of the rides they're having sex on and she makes them stop. She makes Jake stop and they don't fuck while Mickey can see them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, she's got this thing about fucking in front of Mickey, which is hilarious. (laughs) It's <laughs> so good.
1: Well, she does have sex in our rides, but she is respectful about it to some extent. So I guess that's fine. she
0: does she does love she does love Disney. Loves Disney kind of, more than anyone else much. I've ever met.
1: <laughs> so good for good for her. Speaking of loving Disney, Alice, where can people find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Alice White THP. THP stands for those happy places, which is the podcast that I do with my best friend Buddy Duquesne. Uh, we do those happy places is a, a podcast, uh, which analyzes theme parks, rides and attractions as if they were literature. It's not a review podcast. It is a, uh,
1: analysis
0: podcast
1: it is very fun. The, the topics you guys hit on in the haunted mansion episode. Very, 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 very fun. That was
0: our first episode and it's still maybe my favorite episode we've ever done. That was, uh, that, that, that was... whole
1: bit on, um, on coding, death is feminine
0: yes i i wanted to write a thesis on it
1: <laughs> i sold your those happy places to somebody by saying by the way there's a section where they talk about how death is coded feminine and it was like uh it's a friend of mine who was an english teacher and they're like oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so sweet thank you for the for recommending i appreciate that so much it's so much fun to do
1: Genuinely suggest checking out those happy places. Uh, you also work on Rogue Fun.
0: Yes, Rogue Fun a podcast story which has its own uh, Twitter handle, which is at uh, Rogue Fun Pod. Uh, Th Ponders and I watch uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, every month until the end of time, and uh, <laughs> and talk about it. <laughs> wow,
1: that's a much more heartwarming version of Till Death Do Us Blar.
0: Exactly. Love it <laughs> because it's a good movie that people
1: care about. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone wants to find me outside of the oh the the show, this show you're listening to right now, if you want to follow it on social media at Red Light Library on Twitter, uh redlight gets you the website. And if you want to follow me and all my podcast suggestions and stupid anamorph jokes that I've been making lately, <laughs> uh, you can follow me at the pod report t-h-e-p-o-d-r-e-p-o-r-t. I also have a website. You just slap dot wordpress.com after that and boom, there you go. Uh I think that'll do it. Thank you so much for joining me and spending an hour talking about Disney porn, uh, Alice.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This was a total blast.
1: Now i just have to find erotica about Holiday World. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>